0: This is Mona Lisa Baseball, episode 7. Today is November 14th, 2021. August, September, October, came and went. And the Atlanta Braves are the current world champions. Oh, wow. Um, Incredible to be back. Um, Unbelievable amount of things have happened. Since I was with you for episode six, so let's just go ahead and get started. So I want to begin by warning you about the umpires. Um, It's pretty predictable what happened. Uh, There were some questionable umpire calls during the playoffs and World Series, and There, of course, was a lot of talk about, oh, you know, maybe we can't really trust the umpires anymore. And, you know, it's time. Uh, You keep hearing this thing. It's time. It's time for the robot umps. It's time for the computer strike zone. So get ready for it. Uh, The powers that be are going to do everything they can to uh, bring this into baseball. And uh, the game will go down with it watch it happen. I'm here to make sure that doesn't happen, but there's some powerful, powerful forces uh, moving things that direction. So uh, let's just begin with, um, <laughs> here's, how, here's how I'd like to start this whole conversation, um, this, this playoff season. So, pretty much my last involvement with baseball this year on a personal level was uh, the game that I went to in August. And I was keeping an eye on the Giants and pretty astounded by uh, an unbelievable playing record. Um, anytime you're winning over 60% of your games, it's very impressive. And they surged over 100 victories, got themselves into the playoffs. And uh, even beat out a really good Dodger team. And so I was able to watch one of the playoff games. But I really want to start with this one thing. say, You know what? Screw it. Let's start with that that game that I got to watch. So um, Dodgers-Giants, game five, elimination game, uh, played in San Francisco. Giants had home field advantage and it was a really close game if I can remember right I tuned in maybe around the sixth or seventh inning and I think it was either tied it was 0-0 or 1-1 something like that and uh Dodgers got a lead and so Giants came up to bat in the bottom of the ninth down one run I believe the first guy got out And then the second guy dribbled the ball to third base over to Turner, and he kicked it, and it put a runner on first base. This really invigorated the crowd. So what the Giants decided to do was bring up their D8. No, their DH. Jesus. They brought up their pinch hitter, who was kind of their... um, What would you call this guy? Kind of like a version Vinny Johnson on the old uh, Detroit Pistons. Called him the microwave. This is the guy that they bring in in the late innings to just kind of invigorate the team and get him going. And they showed that his ninth inning batting average was over 500. Uh, This is something I never heard of before. So I was very impressed. Well, this guy's a quick lefty. Um, might even be a, a switch hitter, but I'm not sure. This, this at bat, he came up left-handed. And he's very good at getting on base. So what happened was, with two strikes, a high outside pitch was thrown, and the umpire rung him up for strike three. This is one of those balls that... If this was called strike three against you in the first inning, you'd roll your eyes at the ump and slowly walk back to the dugout, basically telling him bullshit. But without being too demonstrative or anything, it would just be, hmm, really? Now, if this was the very first pitch of the game and the ump called it a strike, you might go along with it, but you wouldn't be happy about it. In this scenario, I think an umpire needs to know their place. This is not a ring up, send him back to the dugout in the ninth inning type of pitch. You could certainly make the argument that it was too close and you got to be swinging, you got to protect the plate. You could make that argument, but the pitch was not a strike. I don't care what the computer ump would have said, but in this situation, this was certainly not a strike, and it was not a very good position to send him back to the dugout and then have there be two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I think the umpire needs to know their place in this scenario and kind of let the players on the field decide how the game plays out. I hear you saying, hey, a strike's a strike, you gotta call it, but the thing is with the nuances of the game, there are certain scenarios where an umpire has to let the action sort of dictate itself, and this was not a good time to call a wide strike. And I think even more than it being wide, it was high. I mean, it was definitely above the belt. It was probably above the belly button and it maybe, maybe touched the outside corner, but I don't think it did. This guy kind of represented the hopes of the giants. He was the guy that was going to get something going. And the ump kind of took the bat out of his hands So that was a big downer, and then with two outs, uh, this other, you know, uh, platoon type of guy came up, and he started the game that I went to in San Francisco, although I don't believe he is a starter. Um, Didn't really strike me as clutch material, but, hey, we gave him a chance. So anyway, he got two strikes pretty quickly. Things weren't looking good, and then with two strikes... He kind of flinched at a pitch, and at full speed, it looked like there was absolutely no chance, no chance whatsoever that he uh, took a swing at the ball. But the home plate umpire pointed to the first base ump. The umpire threw his fist out. It was strike three. The game was over. The Dodgers were moving on the playoffs. It happened very, very quickly. I'm going to make an argument again that, well, before I say this, uh, of course, all the replays showed that it was clearly a check swing. He did not swing at it, but that's almost a little beside the point. It wasn't close enough that the umpire should have been ringing him up again. They need to kind of understand the scenario. And this is Giants Dodgers. Okay. This is a decades old rivalry, This is an elimination game. These are the best two records in baseball. To end the game on a questionable check swing was a very, very lousy decision. Uh, Granted, if that umpire truly believed that he swung at the pitch, it is his job to ring him up. But due to the circumstances you have to understand the scenario and that the players on the field really need to decide this. And so he shouldn't have rung him up. Wasn't He didn't go at the ball anyway. Let's be clear about that. But even if he maybe barely did go for it, that would be within the umpire's uh, jurisdiction, I would say, to let him get another pitch. But it didn't work out that way. And the Dodgers moved on. (sighs) That was the last playoff game that I watched this year. Uh, That was not my intention. But let me tell you what happened moving forward. Uh, A couple weeks later, game one of the World Series was on. I had a friend coming into town. Um, I do not have cable. But my friend does, has Xfinity. And he said, um, let me come over and I can use my uh, code on your computer because what we pay for allows for us to uh, watch television streaming if we're away from our home. So I said, great. So he came over, um, typed in the code. Got ready for game one. It was exciting. And uh, Xfinity informed us via my computer that we were not going to be able to watch the game because uh, this code was only going to work that evening from his own uh, personal... Let's see. Modem? Is that what you call it? Router? One of those. Not a computer guy. Um, So even though... He's come over in the past, and we've used his code to watch other sporting events. Uh, The World Series had it blocked, and I am gathering that the reason for this is so that people aren't sharing codes, and for people that want to watch television, uh, they need to be paying for it, like all the other paying customers. Well, this was a big downer for me. And, uh, any interest that I had in watching the world series with, you know, any, any time it's late October fall is in the air, pumpkin carving parties, whatnot. It's time to watch a little world series baseball, but, uh, whether this was Fox, whether this was Xfinity, whether this was major league baseball, uh, they took it out of my hands, took it out of his hands. And uh, didn't get to see any World Series. Now, I did hear that there was some questionable plays or some questionable calls by the umpires during the World Series. And those sort of things popped up on a news feed. And it fueled the fire for the time has come to bring in the robot umps uh, for the betterment of the game. In this mad, mad chase for what actually happened in baseball, who? So, I think the first thing I'd like to say about this is if baseball really wants to consider itself the official national pastime, it's going to have to do better on scenarios like this. I think that because there probably isn't as many diehard baseball fans as there is in other sports right now, what it ought to be doing is ensuring any way possible that the most people are watching the most important games. So playoffs and World Series, I think there ought to be a way that uh, you can extend the viewership of the public. And in this way, when it becomes October and this time of year for big games, people kind of have an awareness that they're going to be able to watch. Kind of no matter what. And a couple years back, like I said, I tried diligently to listen a game on the World Series and couldn't find a, a station that was playing it. So I was thinking about this a little bit. If PBS is public broadcasting. Doesn't it seem like a good idea that the playoffs would be sort of posted on PBS so that everyone can watch. Doesn't it seem like there's enough federal money to put baseball games on radio stations? It just seems like if you want to garner public interest, especially within America, make sure that everyone can watch Give their, give the fans a way to watch the game, even if they're not paying for Xfinity. But, my God, the fact that... Who knows what my friend pays for cable, but I'm sure it's top dollar. And the fact that they denied him and me that game to ensure that people aren't sharing codes... I think it only hurt the game. It definitely hurt the game on my end because I planned on watching that game. I was going to try to convince him to come over for more games, but I didn't watch any. And hey, Braves won. Big deal. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I didn't hear any news about the Braves all season. And, you know, they got hot at the right time. I'll commend them for that. And, you know, Atlanta had <laughs> that horrible Falcons Super Bowl that they coughed right up. So, hey, Braves got you all World Series. Good for you. It just kind of makes me sad that in a... Sport that's struggling like baseball they they seem to keep choosing the wrong things and the way to make the fans more upset so I'd like to talk a little about the uh playoff structure um I've heard that the playoff structure is definitely on the list of things they're gonna be talking about uh this fall this winter believe their uh, current contract between uh, players and owners ends in November. And there's going to be a lot of things that could change moving towards the season. One of the things is the playoff structure. They're saying that they want to expand the playoffs. It's understandable that you'd want to extend playoffs because the chances of the casual fan watching a playoff game uh, paying for cable, paying for whatever, revenue for baseball, gives them a chance to make more money. Uh, we all know they want to do that. And so they want to extend the playoffs. Uh, let's go uh, take a trip down memory lane a bit. And when the good old days was National League versus American League, there wasn't that many teams. There might have been 16 or so. Um, eight National eight American best team with the best record plays uh represents their league national or american and national plays american in the world series that was the playoffs the world series was the playoffs well we're up to 32 teams now and that wouldn't make sense uh playoffs is really exciting don't know what year the divisional series got added but uh It certainly has made October longer and more exciting. But the question is, do we want to continue to extend these playoffs? And while it maybe sounds like a good idea, let me remind you really what you're doing. Baseball is a marathon, and currently we're playing 162 games. And I think that's plenty of time to prove How good of a team you are. Now the Giants won 107 games this year. Uh, That happens very, very rarely. Uh, I understand that was a team record. They had proven themselves to be a superb club. The Dodgers were right behind them. I think they had either 105 or 106. So these were two really, really top-notch teams. And you could pretty easily say the best two teams this season. Yes, the Atlanta Braves did win the World Series. But, but, got to bring up the point. They didn't come close to winning as many games as the Dodgers or Giants. So if you're going to expand on the playoffs, you're really giving a lesser chance to the team that proved it over the long haul. That they are going to get to represent their league in the World Series. So think twice about that. Don't you think two playoff series is enough to kind of earn your way into the World Series? Is expanding the playoffs really actually good for baseball? Or is it just another money generator? I think it's really just for money. And that's not necessarily good for the game. So, here's what I propose. Originally, going to three divisions uh, seemed like too much, but... They couldn't stop themselves from expansion. I'd like it if we were back to 28 teams. Um, I'm still not quite used to the newer ones. But that's all right. It expanded in some areas that deserve to have pro teams. But, you know, 7-7 and in a division... It's a cool way to have division winners go up against each other playing the World Series. Anyway, that's not the case anymore. You got three divisions in each league. And so it makes a ton of sense to allow the three division winners into the playoffs and get yourself a wild card team. Now, originally, the idea of a play in-game seemed pretty silly, but I'm for it now. I think it works well. If you don't win your division, you got to earn your way in a one game playoff. And so I would like to see the current playoff system stay. I think it's good enough. There could be tweaks to it. Here's the one tweak I would do I think you're going to want to award the team that has the best record, you know, kind of kicking it old school. Give them a reward the way that they used to be rewarded by going directly to the World Series. Well, that's not what's going to happen this go-round. But I think the team with the best record ought to play either the team that got in with the worst record, whether they're division winner or not, or the winner of the play-in game. Now, that's already what happens, but here's my wrinkle Here's what I would change. Reward the team with the best record in the National slash American League by giving them a seven-game series, but award them the first six games played at home. Give them that reward. Hey, if they sweep them in four, great. If it takes them five, awesome. Takes them six, hey, they did it. But if this wild card team is badass enough that they could win three playoff games on the road give them game seven. I think that would be really exciting. Let me repeat it one more time. Team with the best record so this year would have been the Giants plays the winner of the play-in game in series one, seven-game series. Or if we're deciding that division winning your division isn't necessarily enough because I did hear some talk that, hey, the Dodgers had the second most wins in the National League. Why should they have to play a play-in game? I think that's interesting. It's interesting because the division winner doesn't really hold – like it either used to or should. There's something about it in baseball that doesn't seem as important. I'm wondering if it's because they play too many interleague games, they don't play enough interdivision games anymore, but something kind of seems to be missing there. So it's a valid point. But the Giants, whoever it may be, the weakest division winner or the play-in game winner, plays a seven-game series, and their first six games would be at home. And if that team could force a seventh game, they would play it at their home. The Giants would have to go on the road to continue into the next series. So that would be my one wrinkle, and I think that would be really good for baseball. I've also thought about, you know, there's two old stadiums left, really old ones. You got Wrigley, you got Fenway. If there ever needed to be... A tiebreaker I think tiebreakers are kind of kind of silly if teams have the same record you go through a long enough season where tiebreakers I don't know it doesn't really make sense makes more sense for football 16 game season but for baseball I don't know what do you think about any sort of tiebreaker game would be played at Wrigley or at Fenway neutral stadiums Or if you didn't want to go to those places, is there another park somewhere that's just known as phenomenal? Kind of like the way that the Little League World Series is played in Williamsport. They go play the final game there. Could it be a college stadium? Is there, um, you know, like the Field of Dreams? Let's come up with a really cool neutral park that occasionally... um, We decide games there. And while I'm on the topic, what if we had a Game 7 spot for the World Series? You know, that cornfield game. It's an interesting thought. Wouldn't happen every year, but every now and again, the season will be decided At a neutral spot. It should be on the East Coast. Should be in America. What about a stadium like um, the concert venue Red Rocks in Colorado? Is there any kind of ballpark that uses a brilliant, beautiful, natural stadium, amphitheater? I don't know. Food for thought, though. And then continuing on, I think Ferris is two two one one one, uh, two three two. Never seemed totally fair, um, but I don't know. I don't exactly know how we ought to do it. But those are some ideas. I do think that the one hundred and sixty-two game season is too long with two playoff series before the World Series. Um. It definitely feels right to me that the season should be wrapped up by Halloween. I don't think we ought to be playing baseball in November. And so if they're going to be expanding the playoffs, uh, we're probably going to be expanding further into November. And that's really getting away from the weather patterns that we've sort of come to expect through the years. I think October is chilly enough. So what I'm thinking is 162 games is too many with two to three playoff series and now maybe even pushing it to four. So I think it's time to reduce. And I think the only reason why games got added to the schedule was the owners wanted more money. But uh, previously a big league season was 154 games. Before that, it was 146 games. Uh, Maybe we can knock it back into that range. Um, I'll go ahead and propose that the last game of the season ought to be played um, last day of summer. September 21-ish. Right around there. If you want to give a little bit of a break, uh, let the teams have a few day rest, or just fire it up immediately, uh, that would allow for things to finish comfortably in October. And I think if you can have a pumpkin carving party towards the end of the world series, that's kind of perfect. But I don't think we ought to be ending games past Halloween. Um, Well, guess what? The owners aren't going to like that. Uh, Less revenue in their pockets. But as I'm going to go into in the next topic, um, money is... Money is putting baseball in a dangerous situation because they're demanding so much of it that people are really just kind of stop caring. Not completely, but it's definitely at risk right now for people to care less and less about the sport. All right. Let's talk about salaries. Um, It's gotten so, so out of hand. Um, You know, when I cruise for a news story, I keep seeing the name Scott Boris popping up and he's making opinions towards baseball and the new they're making news stories out of his opinions uh, I think this is a really bad idea, and let me tell you why. Um, Scott Boris has made a lot of people a hell of a lot of money. He's definitely famous for Alex Rod Rodriguez's uh, 10-year, $252 million contract quite a while ago. And he's kind of made... He's helped... Boy, this is such an intricate topic. Um, I'm going to try to not fumble my words too much. He has created a scenario in baseball that there's so much money being consumed and demanded that the sport is losing out. Because the scenario goes in America that a business owner needs to make more money every year, the owners want to play that that same game. They want their investment, their billion-dollar investment in their team to be worth more every year. They want to make money for it. That's not unreasonable as a business owner. But let's not forget when you're talking about a, a billion dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, We're not talking about uh, someone being able to feed their family anymore. This is uh, incredibly large sums. And so because players keep demanding more money and because people like Scott Boris tell them they can get them more money, It makes the owners want to raise their prices so that they make more money. And in turn, this hurts the fan, the common fan. If baseball is only going to have people in attendance that can afford the games, there isn't going to be as much, um, boy, um, inner excitement you you, you're gonna have more fans that are there just to be there not because they love baseball what i'm proposing is this baseball listen to me here owners players agents you're all not gonna like this but this is the god honest truth you're asking for too much money and you're not wrong for being an American and a capitalist and wanting more money. But what's going to happen is if you keep demanding more money, there isn't going to be any money for the sport because no one will care because you won't be able to generate enough money because baseball isn't exciting enough on television to produce the amounts of money that you want. And because you aren't going to be able to generate enough money, you're going to blame it on the sport and you're going to change rules and you're going to change things about baseball that make it perfect, that take it away, take away from its perfection. And when the truest, most, honest, loving fans start to turn their back on the sport, the whole table of cards is going to crumble and it's going to be your fault for asking for too much money. So while Scott Boris probably knows a ton about baseball, we shouldn't be listening to his opinion on what ought to be happening because I think he's one of the most responsible people for ruining it. There's absolutely no reason that a baseball player should earn more than a hundred times what the common man makes for a 40-hour work week. Let's just say that uh, the median um, yearly salary for a hardworking American is $50,000. I can't think of any reason... Why a ball player ought to make more than $5 million in a year. Now, listen to me when I'm saying this. I'm not saying the owner should make a gajillion dollars. I'm saying, in turn, the owners need to reduce their prices so that everyone can enjoy the sport more. Okay? This isn't basketball and this isn't football. True ball players will play baseball if they love it enough. Now, you might lose out on some people that say, Hey, I'm a superb athlete. You know, you're Dave Winfield types. They get drafted in three sports. They might choose basketball because, you know, Michael Jordan was making whatever, $30 million back in the mid 90s. <sighs> baseball is different. So, if the ball players and the owners can agree that there should be less money generated, baseball can be saved. Is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard? I understand. I'm not saying this is likely to happen, but I think this is the only thing that might save baseball from picking itself apart and changing things to the point where the game gets dismantled and just falls on its face. Because that's what I see in the future. Now, with this collective bargaining agreement extinguishing in the next, where are we at, two weeks? I don't even, I'm terrified to even see where we are going to be April 1st next year. I have a really hard time believing that it's good. But if people want to listen to what I'm saying about reducing the need for equality in the other big sports, as far as, Hey, I'm the best player. I need to be making 20 million a year. Do you need to be making 20 million a year to possibly, um, implode your own sport? That's what I'm saying here. It's dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. Do we really need agents? I mean, do we? Let's just say, let's just say that every team had a player budget of $75 million. If you make the 25 roster spots, you're a big league ball player. You have beat the odds to an unbelievable degree. You get awarded Five million dollars this is just an idea what do you think about let's say the um best 10 players on the team get six million uh the next tier we'll say the next um say eight players make three million and you know maybe some relief pitchers or whatever, they might make $2.5 You could reduce the budget even more. I know this sounds stupid because we live in a capitalistic society. This could be the only thing that actually saves the integrity of baseball where it continues to be played how it's intended to. Go back to the original rules. Okay. Clearly... I have some more explaining to do in terms of uh, this setup. The way that money is at risk of ruining the game. Um, you've pretty much already lost me as a fan. The fact that I didn't watch any World Series games and you know three innings of one playoff game should really alarm you, baseball. That's what you've done so far. I'm right in the middle. I'm 42. You've alienated me to the degree where I almost, almost don't care at all, but this can be saved. My 40 minutes are up. Episode seven in the books. It's November 14th, 2021. I really, really hope I'm back next Sunday. See you then.